Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, and sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is you went to bed with makeup on. Now what? Hello, are you there? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say hello too. Sorry, I know. It's I okay. know for listeners that was probably so <laughs> awkward, but this is us. It's okay. This we we started without me recording at first, so you know we're getting there day by day. This is um, uh, we're really trying tonight. We're, we're on the struggle bus apparently, but well, but we're in good spirits. That's what matters. And I just found out it's a Leo moon, so everything's crashing and burning around us right now. So all but good. We're, but we're happy and confident about it, and that's like Leo energy that I love. There's, confident no matter what big leo energy hi everyone welcome to our podcast hope you enjoyed the awkward pause (laughs) okay so we do have a plan for this podcast we're going to talk about the elf putty cream blush right now yes okay so i have been using the color bali which is like a rosy bronzy red which are like my favorite blush colors i was looking at my blush collection and the ones that really make me happy are that kind of what would you describe that is like a rust sort of shade it's super dark when I look at it it almost reminds me of like a scarlety not so much of like a a red but and and that color sounds really scary for somebody on a skin tone like mine or Kelsey's but it turns out looking quite lovely and like you're saying it looks rosy on the paleness of us Mm -hmm. but it's also gorgeous on deeper skin tones oh my gosh I think of it right it's like a rusty Mm -hmm. scarlety yeah bronze yeah, and I I don't know I don't really go for like pink blushes. I like the coral the coral orangey peachy nudes, but my favorite is um the exact shade of Bali. So um in the reel I posted on Instagram is using that shade and and I love it. I love the way it looks. Um I use a foundation brush to apply it. Um the Elf it's called a. Uh, foundation brush I don't remember the exact name of it but it's in that reel um but Lauren you use a really small real techniques brush it's like a highlighter brush I wanted to ask you about this yeah I think it's called their setting brush Mm -hmm. but I use it for everything and I see all the time on Instagram when I'm following other makeup artists that they use it for everything too it's just the perfect size brush it has the like right amount of bristles in it but yeah it's super small and it's the perfect um can, what is it? Perfect shape to fit into that um, circular blush container. Mm-hmm. So I like it for that reason too. Oh yeah, because they are they're smaller. They're definitely smaller containers. Yeah, they are. And um, I also like to use the Real Techniques ColourPop blush brush. That's my second favorite. Okay. And what shades of the Elf Putty Cream Blush have you been playing around with? Yeah. So I got their two lightest shades. Um, one of them is the 
pink and that is called Maui Maui and they also have a peach shade and that's why I'm blanking out because I was like maybe I could remember the name of it but I totally can't (laughs) Uh, but you you would know if you saw it Um, but yeah they're lovely the colors are light and bright which I think is important for blush because blush is meant to brighten up the face I think it's super easy to apply it dries to like a powder consistency would you agree Mm -hmm. yeah uh, for sure you, you don't need to set it it doesn't feel like sticky or wet or anything like that No. And speaking of that, Kelsey and I were having a conversation before we started recording about a Pat McGrath lipstick. And I would compare that consistency to the Pat McGrath lipstick just to reference that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see, it's not the most luxurious, so it's also not the most long wearing product, but you will get about three or four hours from this. And personally, I'm, I like to like put on a BB cream, a light blush, do a couple things, like run a couple errands and then come home and like wash my face and kind of restart again. I know I have that luxury because I work all weekend and I don't do much during the week, but you know, sometimes you don't want makeup that like lasts all day. You just want something light and to go out for a hot second. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I agree. So I've, um, I've set this and I've not set it. So the color I use to set it, um, is the Becca Mineral Blush in Songbird, which if you're interested, you better hurry up and get it because they're uh, going away. Um, And so I'll do that when I want to wear this blush to work and then I'll get a full work day out of it. Um, But if it's just like a weekend and, you know, maybe Aaron and I are just like going out to breakfast or running errands or whatever, my favorite look has been um, BB cream on the face, doing my brows and then blush. And then that's it. And like nothing on the eyes or anything like that. Maybe a little concealer underneath the eyes. Um, And that's been just kind of my favorite summer look. Like not too heavy. um, Just like nice bright skin, even skin tone, brows filled in. But you don't look like – it doesn't look like too much. And I can get it done in like three minutes. Yeah, I love that. And if you want to be really extra, something I've been doing with this blush is um, on Bridesmaids, I have been using the Hourglass Sublime Flush is, I think, the shade. It's like a pinkish shade. Mm-hmm. Putting that over the cheeks with a very large blush brush mm-hmm. and then taking the Real Technique setting brush and then just dabbing that in the pink or the peach and then touching the apples of the cheek with it because the oh. colors are so bright and light. It almost acts as like a neonish, you know, I, that sounds like a terrible word to say, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like reflecting off the cheeks and like giving it light in just that little apple of the cheek right, part. Like a, a vibrancy. Yeah, yeah. So you have the whole blush and then there's just like this little pop and it's like, Oh, she's awake. Okay. I've seen Bobby Brown do that where she'll use two different blushes and she'll do like the main blush color and then she'll take something that's a little brighter and do it like right on the apples, like just the sh- littlest like whisper. Uh, and it always looks so That's what it is. That's yes. what it is. Maybe just Bobby entered my body when I tried it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So so the um so the hourglass is a powder and then the elf is a cream and you have no problem putting just a little bit of that cream over the powder? No, so that is definitely once you kind of know the rules of makeup, you can also break a lot of the rules <laughs> in makeup. So yeah, I don't suggest you mixing everything, but you can sometimes. And just as long as you know, like if your products work nice together and that's why I will always like do a makeup look with everything that I'm using to make sure that every single product that I'm putting on someone's face blends well together and wears well together for a couple hours, mm-hmm. at least a couple hours, especially because 
when I'm doing weddings, those people are going for like 10 or 12 hours. It's insane. I don't, I, I can't believe it, but yeah, that's how long their days are. And that's how they, long they want their makeup to last. Um, yeah. So in conclusion, we love these blushes. Um, oh, they, yeah. my last point too, is oh. that it was, it's $6. Yeah. Sorry. We're really all over the place. today. <laughs> yeah so yeah we love these blush blushes they're at target they're six dollars they're really great we just gave you a lot of tips on how to use them what colors are available and take it away kelsey (laughs) i was gonna let you just roll with it um so i wanted to tell you about a couple things so i had texted you i had gotten a sample of the tart um hydro whatever the tart um tinted whatever their tinted moisturizer but it's the one at sephora and it's in it's what replaced their um rainforest of the sea liquid foundation this is a um i'm gonna look it up right now but basically i had gotten a free sample of it it's called the sea hydroflex serum foundation And I'd gotten a sample with it with my Sephora order and I tried it and I texted you immediately and was like, this is what I wanted the Fenty Blur to be. But I didn't want to announce it yet because I wanted to play around with it before I made big claims with it. And I've been wearing it on and off for, I would say a couple weeks now. And and I have to say, I'm going to buy the full size. Like I I love it. I'm in love with this. So it is a, you, it's a really liquidy, you put it on. I would say light coverage, but it, it dries down without needing to be set, but it doesn't look powdery, cakey, dry. It just gives you that nice BB cream look, but it doesn't have that extra dew, which a lot of BB creams do. A lot of BB creams are, are pretty moisturizing. And, um, the only time I've had an issue with this is if I put it over top of the bliss block star sunscreen, because the bliss block star sunscreen has, um, dimethicone in it. So a little bit of silicone, and this Mm -hmm. is definitely a water-based product. And so I did notice when I put, um, that on top of it, it did kind of break apart and not really sit right. I had never really paid attention to things like that. I know you talk about how important it is to, you know, if you use silicone, base you need to use silicone products and or times they'll slip right off of each other silicone on silicone yeah right and so I was like why isn't this working and then I thought about it and I was like you know what this is a really thin water-based tinted moisturizer I'm putting on a little bit of dimethicone and they just didn't mesh right but other than that I've, I've been loving it so I really recommend that to everybody it has my official stamp of approval it's everything I wanted the Fenty to be and the Fenty wasn't quite there like I never wear the Fenty on its own I still mix it with things and I I love trying different combinations, but if I just want to wear one thing, this is what I go for is the tart. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, um, is it in like a blue bottle? Yes. Explain the packaging to me. Yeah. It's like a light blue bottle squeeze tube. Very boring. Very nonchalant. Oh, okay. Sometimes I tart has a lot of really cute packaging. So that's why I got excited. Oh, but so I, yeah, I will agree with you on the um, Fenty products. I always have to mix mine with Misha or something else like that. I don't like them on their own, but the powders are really good, especially for summertime. Oh my God. I hear the puppy. Why is the puppy so sad? He's not, he's singing because his dad is home and he sits in the kennel behind me when I record. So he just wants to see Trevor who's coming home from work. (laughs) Oh, that's really cute. Special appearance by the puppy. He sings beautifully. And yeah, he's crying. Oh, (laughs) 
poor puppy. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about are these freaking nail stickers. I'm obsessed. I posted about them on our Instagram. They came in a... Uh, on the Allure Beauty Box. And I'm like, what the heck are these nail stickers? I'm never going to freaking use them. What are them? So I smashed my thumb uh, with a hammer putting together furniture. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that. Don't, I super don't recommend doing that. Um, and so my nail is um, black right now. Um, so not the best look for an esthetician. Um, but when I tried to put polish on it, it was it hurt and it got really hot. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't put you know polish and acetone and whatever on that nail either so I tried putting these nail stickers on it it's seriously so easy you just put the sticker on the nail you have to pick the right size and then you it comes with a nail file and you just file off the excess and then that's it and they say 14 days I've had them on for 10 days so far and and they're like perfect um, the only ones that came off, um, was because I was still learning and I used ones that were like a little too big. So they kind of went over the cuticle or over the edge of the nail. They were a little too wide or they were a little too low down. So it does have to be the correct shape, um, and size of the nail. But once you get them on, they stay on and it's amazing. Um, so the brand is Dashing Divas. Um, it's eight bucks. It comes with, um, like a main color, like my main color is gray, but then you get all these like feature nails and different patterns and prints um, and different sizes and you can have a lot of fun with it. So I'm going to order a bunch more. Oh, nice. I can't wait to see the designs that you order. I, um, I bite my nails and mm -hmm. it's something that I try to stop doing, but mm -hmm. it's an anxiety thing. So I am not in the fun nail club, but gosh, I die over like Instagram accounts with like cool nail art. And I love seeing when like people do fun things with their nails. And I love when girls have those like long coffin nails and yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I can't do it, but when I see somebody, I'm like, love to see it. I'm yes, a nail biter you. too, but I won't bite them if they're painted or if they're done. That keeps me from biting them, but I am really bad at painting my own nails. And so, um, and I just haven't been going to get my nails done because there was a pandemic and I was trying not to do that for a while. There was a time in my life where I was going to get my nails done um, every two to three weeks because as an esthetician, you need your hands to be really nice. Um, right. Cause they're touching people and, um, you have to have like, um, natural, but like nice and clean nails and things like that. Um, now I'm not as much in the field. Um, so I can get away with like, you know, keeping them clean and filed and everything myself, but I still want them to look nice if they're, and I can't paint them cause I'm a picker. I pick at my nails and I bite my nails. Those are my anxiety habits. So using these nail stickers, it took me less than 10 minutes to do both hands. I did it for work one morning while drinking my coffee. Um, and I mean, this is just such a game changer for me. And now I feel like one of those cool girls with cool nails. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say there's a product out there that's a nail polish called Don't Bite It. And my mom used to put it on my fingers all the time because I'm a nail biter. And um, it basically makes your fingernails taste like pepper or something like that. I was going to say that literally sounds like something moms do to their children to harass them. Like, just let, just let us be, mom. Just let us be. Yeah, but I am, like, always traumatized thinking about that. But I'm like, maybe I should do it again because it did make me stop. Would you – I mean, you bite them even when they're painted and everything? 
So talk about crazy cosmic energy, big Leo energy. <laughs> we are just having technical difficulties over here. We've got dogs crying. We're losing our minds. Okay. So my, my whole computer system shut down, guys. <laughs> we just had to like pause it and then like take a beat and come back. Okay. But we're back. I, baby. I tell like... my students whenever we're doing something like waxing or chemical peels, that can be a little stressful. I, I tell them, and I learned this from my sister and she's a nursing instructor. It's ABC, which means always be cool. We're just going to keep it cool, man. We're just going to keep yeah. it cool. So Oof. the next thing I got was um, I did an Amika haul because I loved their dry shampoo so much. I wanted to try their shampoo, regular shampoo and conditioner I was due. And um, I'd finished the Purology. And I like the Purology, but I like to change up my shampoos. So mm -hmm. I got there. It's called Normcore, which I thought was so funny because it's for – it's like normal hair, like – you right, know. like this is nothing fancy, right. and nobody wants to admit that, but that's it's kind of like what the CeraVe or something mm -hmm. of face cleansers. Just right. you, that's what you want, just simple, normal. Well, that's what you told because when we did the shampoo episode, and you were like, really, people expect their shampoo to do too much, and that's when I realized, like, I am expecting my shampoo to do too much, and I don't need it to do a lot. I just need it to mm -hmm. be nice, like cleanse my hair. So um, I got their Normcore um, shampoo and conditioner. Love it. Love the smell. Love the way it feels. It's good for my hair. I have um, really uh, fine hair. It's not thin, but it's definitely fine. It's straight. Um, I don't heat style my hair. Um, and so that's been really good. Um, I do have a hair product fail though in my Alta haul. I got, so Amika's sister brand is Eva NYC, which is oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's like kind of their drugstore more affordable. And I needed the, um, I was out of the Purology 21 benefits, which is like their spray heat protectant, Yada, yada, yada. I don't heat style my hair, but I still like, you know, something like that um, mm -hmm. after I get out of the shower. So I ordered the Eva NYC because theirs was on super sale um, and I got it and it's a spray oil. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because my hair being so fine oils just like don't usually work in my hair. But I was like, I'll try it. I've tried mm -hmm. it a couple showers um, on damp hair. And I, it, it's just it's still no matter how little I use, it's just it's not working for me. So I think if you I think in your hair, it would be good because your hair can handle the oil. My yeah. hair just cannot. Yeah, but what those products are really good for, and you're right, you might not have the hair that needs this, is um, not really spraying it on after the shower, but maybe waiting until you've done day two of dry shampoo and then your ends start getting like a little crisp and brittle. Oh. Uh, oil spray can kind of like just allow you to spray it just on those ends to bring mm -hmm. it back to life. So maybe you can repurpose it and just use it for that, but, or you can toss it either one. Yeah. I'm going to see. Um, so my sister-in-law has a bunch of teenage girls um oh yeah. yeah yeah and they all have so much hair so I'm just gonna give it to them yeah oh my god at that age it doesn't even matter if a product works you're just so obsessed yeah. with having it it's so funny yeah there's a there's a lot of they all have great hair in that house they all have long hair and it's all all of them get it done and everything so I'm oh just, then um, they'll love it yeah because yeah. it is it is a decent product but you're right it might just not be for your hair type and that's okay yeah um, and I don't think I have any other products to talk about. Do you have any more products you want to shout out? Anything you've been playing with? 
Um, I feel like I'm playing with a lot right now, but I like don't have anything to like narrow down. Got it. You know, there's yeah. a lot in the matrix. I yep. I like to play with things for a while before I give my opinion on them, unless it's like one of those like holy grail, like the clouds part and the sunbeam b- comes down and the angels sing. One of those yes. moments. Like I feel like I had that with the elf uh, blush. But- I agree. And I think that's something that our l- listeners should definitely know. Like if we're telling you something, like it's been through a lot. We love to play with products and we love to like really put them through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of playing with products, I did post um, IGTV maybe uh, something like that of my um, morning routines and my evening routines. Um, so if you're curious what I do um, skincare wise morning and evening, I did post those um, just kind of a footnote to those um they do change I kind of change up my skincare based on how my skin is feeling what my skin needs I don't use acids every night on my skin I um kind of have a variety of serums that I use and things like that but it's just kind of like a a you know standard uh routine Yes, I love that. Are you um, watching any good shows right now? Um, So I finished Hacks on HBO Max. And oh my God, you were so right. And if you guys haven't watched this show yet, I had so many people tell me to watch this. And I finally did. And I was like, oh my God, everyone needs to watch this. So Right? That's how I felt. I like didn't want to be like too annoying, but I almost wanted to text you every week and be like, did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet? It's so good. Yeah, no, that and one was amazing. And it's such a good escape. Mm -hmm. from just life right now (laughs) right well I like that the main girl Ava like her life kind of sucks yes I I kind of like I don't know I hate I'm over the toxic positivity yeah or the pretending that life is great you know and every boss babe hustler like yeah 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 yeah, it was just cool to see someone you're right her role is perfect and I just feel like it's what everybody wants to like really relate to right now because everybody's kind of like been through it in 2020 in one way or another I like that she was um they were at like a diner or something and she asked for oat milk with her coffee and they were like oh the millennial can't drink milk and she's like first of all millennials are like 40 right now ew (laughs) yeah they're oh my god the writing is just brilliant please watch it it will make you happy it's so good it's super good um and then the other thing i watched on hbo which i told you to watch was um the woodstock 1999 documentary on hbo max so i'm going to tell you why i was so intrigued in this is because i so when i was growing up we did not have mtv at the house my mom had that channel blocked she was trying to protect us from satan and satan was mtv so no i was... wonder you love to hang out with me because I, I was just like you would want to listen to tlc and make up dance moves like yes. it was like nothing to me yes. pop culture yeah so yeah and you watched like bet and stuff and i was like oh I yeah did. i've always been you know yeah. down with like r&b music yeah. and stuff like that yes well it's funny because my mom blocked mtv but she didn't block BET so the music that I was allowed to like and at that point it was really good it was like Lauren Hill there was a lot of Buster yes. Rhymes like which is why you and I like the same exact music because it was what was on like late 90s on BET yep. but because apparently yep. apparently that was a better option than MTV <laughs> 
so weird. It's so funny how out of touch parents are sometimes with she, actually what they should I be know. scared of. Because what your mom was doing was right. You know, she, she heard yeah. these bad things and she's trying to protect you. But like, yeah. that's not what you, she should have been well, scared I of. I don't think, know. I don't even think she knew BET existed. You exactly. Know? Like, exactly. I, yeah. Like there's more. There's yeah. more. There's more channels. Uh, and and I watched a lot of Michael Jackson on VH1. That those Whoa. were like those were like big musical influences of my upbringing. But anyways, the Woodstock 1999 documentary. So I was staying at my grandmother's house and I remember like I was going to bed and I had a TV in my room and I saw it on and I knew I wasn't supposed to watch it. I knew that is not something for me to watch. I'm not supposed to be watching this. And I watched the Limp Bizkit performance and I remember being like, okay, I got to turn it off. I got to turn it off. So this documentary is about how much of a hot mess Woodstock 1999 was and specifically it, it, um, really catered to they called it the the frat boy rape culture essentially yeah yeah yeah. and there and so not only was it a mess logistically with you know drinking water and you know it was too hot and it was big and everything like that but all the, the um the audience was very uh white male and in the 90s you know they were really in their prime of like you know, taking what they want kind of thing. And there mm-hmm. was this whole like um, rape scene happening at Woodstock 1999. Um, yep. And it and it, it talked a lot about how. Um, so do you do you remember Woodstock 1999, like it being on the news or anything? I remember them being <laughs> like blaming Limp Biscuit, saying they started the riot and stuff. Yeah, I remember it. And when I sat down to watch this documentary, I just thought it was going to be all fun and games oh. about like, oh, we miss Woodstock. 1999 was awesome. Yeah. And it was not like it that. You're not. right. Everything you're saying is so valid. And it also paints a picture of how we like to remember things in a nostalgic way of it being like happy and good. And it really wasn't. And I mean, we every kid in the 90s has seen what happened at Woodstock 1999 in yeah. their own little small communities. You know, if you went to like band shows or mm-hmm. any type of concert and stuff like that, it was all happening. It was the vibe there. And yeah, sorry. What were you saying? Um, you were asking me a question earlier and I kind of um, forgot it. I don't remember, but the thing <laughs> that I thought was really interesting is that. Oh, you were asking me if I remembered Woodstock mm, 99. Yeah, like, and yeah, that's what I kind of remember yeah. about it. But yeah, then it went into what the documentary was and everything mm. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really um, emphasized the fact that Woodstock 1999 had very little to do with Woodstock 1969. They, yes. the only thing they had in common was that there was a lot of music and that they had the name and and the owner the same mm-hmm, owner who mm-hmm. did all of that who I don't know how I feel about him completely oh. I mean maybe he just kind of stopped caring I feel like as he got older and was like I'll make some money one last time yeah I mean it he what seems like Woodstock 1994 was fine you know they had yeah like, they showed like the cranberries there oh that was so that was the yeah. happy parts and Atlantis yeah. and oh it was just so beautiful and you know with some of those people aren't with us anymore like the lead singer of the cranberries mm-hmm. and she's a real life angel so mm-hmm. that was cool <laughs> right and then they and then they're they were talking about um because I remember so they showed the DMX performance and I remember yes, that performance dude, too. that was intense and they were talking about how he was having the crowd shout the n-word and the crowd is all white men and yeah. then they had you know Kid Rock come out talking about uh it was just it was a lot it was it was like um 
Kid Rock came out and he said Monica Lewinsky's a hoe and Bill Clinton's a pimp. I know. And and it's like, oh, this is why we had the Me Too movement because of this I was shit. cringing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I had a pretty big epiphany this weekend and it was that um, we don't have enough of the band The Offspring in our lives anymore. Like The Offspring is everything. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. I just love jamming out to their music. And I loved seeing in that documentary, they have a scene where they show him on stage and he basically is like, there's a lot of girls like jumping around, like in the mosh pit, like mm-hmm. crowd surfing, like respect them basically. Yeah. Yeah. Don't grope them. You're mm-hmm. gross if you do. Like I will tell someone to like punch you in the face in mm-hmm. the crowd if you're doing it. And I was just like, I love you even more. Like, you confirmed it for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome to see that they saw what was happening to the women and then they called it out and they were, like, knocked right. off, you know. So And, you know, some artists were compliant in that and some artists were calling it out and it just needs to be known. Mm-hmm. Also, the um, the lead singer from Korn called it out, which I loved. Loved. Yes! I love that he still has dreadlocks, too, by the way. I love that. I love when people like that are, like, so metal and teddy bears at yeah. the same time. <laughs> like, yes, rock on. Yes. Sometimes Aaron will do the um, the little, oh, God, the, the freestyle from the corn songs for me, and I love it. It makes me real happy. That's true That's love. Romance. Find someone who yeah, sings corn yeah. music to you. <laughs> It is. Um, okay. Oh, one more thing I want to talk about that's new that I'm playing with right now. So I got a new game for my Nintendo Switch. Um, I know we're not a video game podcast, but I did play a lot of Animal Crossing during the pandemic. And I know a lot of people did too, because it was kind of relaxing and easygoing. And it got to the point where Animal Crossing felt like a job and there was a lot of work to do. <laughs> and I was like, no, this is not what I want. So I found a game that is that same sort of easygoing, fun, very rewarding vibes. It's called um, Pokemon Snap. And it is essentially you go on safaris and you take pictures of Pokemon and then you turn them into the professor for his research. And that is it. The stakes are so low. You get to see all these cute Pokemon. You throw apples at them. You take pictures of them. They do fun things. You get excited. Like it's so you don't have to catch the Pokemon. You don't have to fight the Pokemon. You don't none of that. Nothing, nothing bad is happening. You're just taking pictures of Pokemon on a safari these different environments and it's amazing and I love it so much I if you're looking for you know kind of an animal crossing something to just chill out mellow with I highly recommend Pokemon Snap how tranquil um I love that animal crossing became such a thing because I used to play that all the time in high school back when I had a GameCube oh man oh gee I know. I feel like the GameCube really didn't take off how they wanted to, but you know, it was still a good nostalgic little game piece. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's get on to today's topic. So we want to talk about how you went to bed with makeup on. Um, we're not here to shame you, you know, no. we're not here to judge you. Yeah. It happens. Um, don't mm-hmm. let it happen again. We're, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. Um, but let's talk about what you can do the next morning. So Lauren, go ahead and start us off. Yeah. First off, I just want to say don't panic. You know, a lot of people want to beat themselves up for it. And, you know, we're just going to like walk you through some protocol on what you can do when that happens. So first thing is cleanse. So do we double cleanse or triple cleanse, Kelsey? Double cleanse is fine. We don't need to triple. We don't need to triple. I understand the the more is more kind of idea, but double cleanse is really what I would do. And I would start off with your um, true double cleanse method of doing your oil-based cleanser first. 
um, to remove mm-hmm. extra dirt, oil, any residual makeup, um, mascara that's caked on around the eyes. Um, Lauren and I used to have something called Mascara Mondays, which is because we slept in our oh. makeup all weekend when we were in high school that on Monday, all we had to do was put on mascara because we had so Okay. Much- I feel like we all have a bad relationship <laughs> with mascara. Like I, no one is properly like told that you need to wash it off like completely. Yeah. And no one really does that. And that's why we are saying like do a cleansing bomb because we want everybody to wash mm-hmm. it off and make it really easy. But it's so funny how we talk to ourselves about it because I was talking to a girl the other day that was like, yeah, I think my mascara, like, I think it just, um, I'm allergic to it. Cause you know, when I wear it like four days in a row, I, it starts to irritate me. And I'm like, cause you're not washing it off at night mm. and you're like piling something on your eyelashes. Yeah. And let's just think about it. People well, it's, it's literally hair next to your eyeballs. Like, yeah. yeah. And the purpose of them is to keep things from getting into your eyeballs. And, um, the follicles of the eyelashes are so sensitive and delicate. That's what makes me nervous about lash extension is it's so easy to get something called blepharitis, which is basically a infection of the eyelash hair follicle. And your eye becomes very swollen and very uncomfortable. It's almost kind of like a sty. Um, and so, so, you know, use your oil-based cleanser, remove any residual makeup that's on, um, and then go in with your regular cleanser. Girl, I feel the same about lash extensions. Like Mm -hmm. I am one of those people like live your life. I'm happy for whatever you do. I will always like refer people to my friends that do lash extensions. Mm -hmm. I will always hype up girls that have gorgeous lashes. But at the end of the day, I just feel like it's more traumatizing to your lashes the way we do them. I think there's a purpose for them and they're great for like, you know, someone that does have such sparse eyelashes or like maybe has gone through chemo or something like that. But for the most part, I don't know. I'm just more, I try to keep it natural. Yeah. They, they make me nervous. That's how I feel about them. They make me nervous. Um, and, and I've seen really, really nasty, like girls come in for facials and I can tell that they're not like cleaning the eyelashes because you have to be careful how you clean them because you don't want to dissolve the glue. Um, but the, you know, you shed like your skin sheds and we produce oil and it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. And there's two things that are happening is that, you know, sometimes you're right. Like the person goes home and they're not properly taking care of it how they should because they just don't want to. Mm -hmm. But also because they're so popular right now, you're seeing everybody get certified and not all lash extension artists are equal. You know, some people really put the care and the love into them and they, they charge the money they're worth, you know, and their clients like maintain it, which is good. But some, it's, some people aren't having that relationship. It's just like a quick fill that's really cheap. And I'm like, Oh, I'm seeing it. Like these don't look good. Yeah, for sure. I will recommend, I mean, I know a lot of people like lashes and I have a former student that does lashes and she was doing lashes for a long time, not professionally, which is why she went, she did the right thing. She went and got her license. So then she could do them. And so if you are in, she is in Miami and I'm going to shout her out right now. It is lashfox.baby. Um, Miriam does, and she does, um, real good lashes. So if you are looking for it, go see Miriam. But I'm just saying personally for me, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I think it's important to hear both sides, just make an informed decision. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not like we, I I feel like we're in just in the world right now. We're very much against like canceling people or like saying my side's right. And no, you can listen to both and be like, I made my decision based on this. It's okay. Look for the longest time coloring my hair made me nervous. I didn't color my hair mm -hmm. for 30 years because I was scared to do it. And it's not that it's something's wrong with it. It just makes me nervous. And that's how I feel about lash extensions. They just make me nervous. How do you feel now about coloring your hair? Oh, it ain't no thing. uh, Yeah, I do it. Um, I do it twice a year. I get my 
mother-in-law does it. The perks of having a mother-in-law. That's you are a so cute. Twice a year. I go twice oh a year. My I, can't, God. I, can't, I can't handle any more than that. I can't. I really can't. It's so. I would long. throw a foil in my hair every day if I could. <laughs> Look, if I was you and I could do it myself, I would do it a lot more than that. But you know, it's a. Pro- mm-hmm. It's like a couple hours of my day off that I have to. Dedicate See, that's to why that. I do it myself, right. and it, it's almost like my um twenty thousand dollar cosmetology license that I had to pay for mm-hmm. <laughs> was worth it. Like just to not be in a salon because I don't find salon experience relaxing. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Luckily, my mother in law, yeah. um, she rents a booth, so it's like I'm in nice. her, I'm in her suite, and it's just me and her. No one else is there. It's real chill. And uh, we've talked about this before, but if you find the salon to be really overwhelming, find someone who suite rents, and it's it's a yes. lot more chill. It's more just like it's you know a couple. Hours, it's like what three hours out of my day, four hours out of my day. I just I don't I don't have the patience for that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we already said that you need to cleanse. Sorry. We're like totally getting off topic. So first you want to double cleanse. Then you need to exfoliate. So you want to use um, peeling gels like sex appeal. Um, Kelsey, you want to talk about some other ones? Yeah. So Peter Thomas Roth makes one. Um, and then, the, but I really like um, K beauty makes cheaper ones. And so these are going to be called like peeling gels or, and we've talked about these before the um, it's essentially kind of an enzyme reaction. It starts out as a gel. And as you rub it into your skin, it kind of balls up and the enzymes are kind of breaking down any surface skin cells. So it's a really nice um, exfoliant um, without doing like harsh scrubs or anything a little too aggressive on your skin. So maybe um, just getting kind of an extra layer of dirt and oil that you did sleep in since you didn't properly take care of your skin, just giving it a little extra love and and a little, you know, extra buffing clean. Absolutely. And notice here we are talking about chemical exfoliators, not St. Ives. That will irritate your skin. Yeah, I'm really not a fan of physical exfoliators except for these peeling gels or um, the Dermalogica Daily Microfoliant, which uses like a rice brand, which again is a K-beauty inspired thing. Those are the only type of physical or like scrubs, Um, but please don't use anything scrubby on your face. Right. Yeah. So next we want to stimulate. So do a little jade rolling or gua sha. Right. So don't be scared to massage in your products either. I love a good facial massage with my oil-based cleanser. My oil, I use the Dermalogica Pre-Cleanse, which is a true oil in your hands. And I really massage that into my skin. Massaging the skin um, helps with circulation. It kind of helps with any lymphatic drainage. So maybe you fell asleep in your makeup because you were out partying, had a little too much to drink. So you could use, you know, a little lymphatic drainage at that point. Um, So really, you know, skincare is self-care. So don't be scared to massage in your products. I was going to say, we are really like preaching about this, like cleansing bomb type situation. And I am telling you, like, once you get started with the oil on your skin, it is so relaxing and you really will like start going to town and massaging your face and do that. And the same goes for your scalp. People don't realize it's really the little things in life. Like your our skin, what did me and Trevor say one day? We were like, your skin is weird because it's like, you need it to be like moved and manipulated, but you also don't want to move it, you know, because right. like you don't want to move it too much that it gets like wrinkly, but you want to like 
manipulate it around and stimulate it because that's really what keeps it alive and going. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I being in the service industry, we do all these little bits and pieces for other people to make them feel cared for and pampered. And I think it's really Mm -hmm. easy to forget ourselves. Um, And I think this goes true for um, moms, nurses, um, anyone that's in some kind of industry where your focus is about other people, it's really easy to neglect yourself. And so taking these little moments, like just massaging in your cleanser is a really nice way to care for yourself and yourself some love. Okay. Before we get to the next one, I want everybody listening to try this week to massage your face in the morning with your cleanser and set a positive intention for the day Uh, while you're doing it. We gave you fun homework. I love that. Yes. Okay. So the next one you need to do is hydrate. So Kelsey, take it away. Yeah. So this is the morning to really be kind to the skin. So I don't want you using any acids, no alpha hydroxy acids, no beta hydroxy acids. We want to um, be doing things that are restorative and reparative. So hydration is going to be water. So think of your like hyaluronic acid serums, your gel creams, anything that's really water-based, your your essences, your toners. Um, dehydration is a really big problem. Um, and it, what it does is it makes your moisture barrier compromise, which throws everything else out of whack. So water, 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 just like after you've had a big night out and you need to flush your body with water, we got to do the same thing for the skin. Yeah. So the next thing that I would do just to be a little bit extra is use a face mask. So Mm -hmm. any that you would recommend, Kelsey? Yeah. So anything that's, again, hydrating. So I love a hydrating sheet mask um, just because I'm not a fan of washing off masks. I just, I can't be bothered to do that. So I love a sheet mask. Um, And you can even do a sheet mask and then do your jade roller over top of it. Um, Or even the sleeping mask. Um, We always talk about the Etude House, but any sleeping mask, just put it on for a quick 10 minutes and then you can either just massage in the excess or just kind of like tissue off the excess. Dude, you are so right about washing off masks. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't be <laughs> So bothered. annoying. No, it's like those Neutrogena commercials. It's like, how is there not water everywhere? I can't be bothered. Exactly. Okay. So the next thing that you need to do is rest. You need to give your skin a break today. And SPF and a BB cream is probably the best thing to use. Um, a great product, for example, is the Misha SPF BB cream that Kelsey and I are always talking about. Um, I am a little worried about Misha though. Have you been following up with our products or have you ordered anything from them recently, Kelsey? No, I haven't ordered from Misha's just because I've been trying. So I have so many BB creams that I haven't needed to reorder the Misha's. Um, I do have the one, um, a K beauty product I can can recommend is the Purito Purito. It's like burrito, Mm -hmm. but with a P I've been using their BB cream. I have, um, I've been using that tart one. And so, um, I mean, I like the Misha's, but I, I haven't ordered in months, to be honest. Yeah. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because um, they're going through a lot of stuff with SPF right now in pre and skincare. So I just want to say that if it is like marketed to you as an SPF BB cream, please just use another um, sunscreen underneath it because I don't think you should rely solely on that SPF. Yeah. And maybe just do SPF and no makeup that day, you know, just fill in your brows and move on with your life. Yeah, some people have that luxury. Some of us Mm -hmm. have hyperpigmentation. 
No one cares about your hyperpigmentation. Just, just you're right. You. You're right. Only we do because we get like so close to the mirror. <laughs> I like looking at it. <laughs> so the last thing we're going to go over, number seven, is to make sure you wash your face that night and maybe put on a mask or a sleeping mask that night. Um, you know, just make sure to get back on your skincare routine um, and make sure to give your skin a little love that night and you should be good to go. Um, a quick rule of thumb with product applications, um, you always want to go from thinnest to thickest. So if you're looking at all your hydrating products and not sure what direction or what order you should go in, um, so you generally go toner, essence, watery serums, and then your oil or cream-based products, and then moisturizers, and then SPF Blast. I know, it sounds like a lot. I'm not telling you to do all of them, but it just the things that are the thinnest and most watery to the things that are a little bit thicker. Yeah. Volition Beauty is an account that makes really good skincare memes. Um, check them out. They usually post really good stuff, but they always put the oil after the moisturizer. And I thought it was a typo, but they've shared it multiple times. So, so there's I just came. There's different theories on where the oil should go. Some people do oil after moisturizer. Some people do oil um, instead of like a serum and then put their moisturizer on before. Some people mix a couple drops in with th their oil with their moisturizer. There's actually no wrong way to do it as long as it works for your skin. But they're kind of like blush, what we were talking about today. Yes. Powder. Yeah. 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 As long as it's working for you and you feel and your skin feels good, then it's fine. Every That's kind of a debate. It, the It's another one of those debates, like when to put on eye cream. There, there's no real rule of when to do these things. It just, whatever okay. works for you. That makes sense. Um, I did want to shout out a really good product that I use on days where I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to wash my face last night. Um, so Sunday Riley makes a product called Juno Vitamin C Treatment Oil. Mm -hmm. It is the greatest way to brighten your skin quickly. It really packs a bunch of antioxidants. And if you're super dry, your skin will like soak up most of the product. And if it doesn't soak up any of the product, just go ahead and wipe that off before you get to your makeup because it will kind of I hate to use the word greasy, but I'll just make you look like very oily, greasy type. Mm -hmm. um, Kelsey, I've been wanting to talk to you about this because you talk a lot about the proper color of vitamin C. And this product is the color that you say that vitamin C looks like when it's bad. But Ooh. there are so many ingredients in the product. I think that has something to do with the coloring. So, right. so just, this, this one's a little bit different because the Sunday Riley Juno vitamin C treatment oil is an oil base. So Vitamin C and oil is actually going to be a lot more stable. Um, so mm -hmm. you've got that going for you. And then also because it's an oil, it's going to be that kind of orangey color anyways because of the carrier oil that it's in. So it's not ah. necessarily if your vitamin C has turned an orange. It's that if your vitamin C has turned a different color. So if it's turned to – if it starts out as like a light orange and it's turned to a dark amber – that's uh -huh. more what you're looking for is just a change in color, not necessarily a change to a specific color. I am so glad I brought that up because it, I was getting a little nervous because I am so scared of free radicals. <laughs> and every time I put it on, I was like, am I helping my skin or am I ruining my DNA? I don't know. <laughs> it's just the gamble I'm going to have to take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I feel great about it. Yeah. Um, this would be – um, and then uh, morning after you've slept in your makeup, this would be a time that I would recommend rosehip oil for your daytime. Um, rosehip oil has amazing antioxidants, um, and it's also really repairing to the skin. Skin. So again, just giving your skin those restorative and reparative properties. Think things like green tea and maybe seaweed or kelp, chamomile, CBD. Those are kind of the ingredients you want to look for. 
another great time to just lay in bed, put some oil on in the morning, and then take your jade roller and run that around your face for stimulation. And once again, set a positive intention for the day. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kelsey wants to do an ex- episode on cleansers. So we're going to do that for the next episode. Um, also, please give us some feedback here. I check our insights for the podcast and we see that a lot of people like these point of view type episodes where we kind of pick a scenario or you really like the ingredient episodes where we break down a certain skincare ingredient. So just give us a little feedback on Instagram and talk to us and let us know you're there. Yeah. Lauren is mostly who you're talking to on Instagram. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> But, you know, I get on there every once in a while and check it and like things. Um, But seriously, if you guys ask us things on Instagram or have a question about something, we always address it one way or another. We'll either answer you right there or we'll put it in an episode or we'll make a post about it. Um, But we... Um, you know, this is what we do. We like to sit around and talk about these things and answer your questions. And I mean, I am an esthetician educator for a reason. And it it really is because I love to lecture about this stuff. Yeah, we really love to nerd out on it. It's so fun. (laughs) Um, So Lauren, tell me what made you happy this week? Yeah, so I am currently rebranding all of my social media accounts. And I officially purchased the domain www.laurenhallbeauty.com and I'm working on my website with my friend Carrie and I'm just officially putting myself out there as like my own independent artist and I have been hiding behind other people for so long because I've been really scared but I'm excited to put myself out there and to start this new chapter. I am so excited for you. You talked one episode about like how you change your hair because you're like a snake and shedding your skin. And I feel like this is Lauren Hall just like leveling up. I feel like I cannot wait to see what you accomplish at this level in your life. Thank you. I love you. And that is so funny because I was thinking of that exact conversation today. I was like giving, getting this snake vibe. I actually ordered like a snake belt online. And, (laughs) but I was like, I was like, I feel like everything I've went through and, you know, maybe I'll open up more about it in a later Mm -hmm. episode, but I felt like it was my final layer of skin shedding. Mm -hmm. And I felt like whoever I'm becoming now is like the me that is just so comfortable in themselves and like I will constantly be changing and evolving because that is who I am as a person but like very authentically me and it feels so good right and change but it wasn't easy there was a it, lot of was, crying right. and self-healing it sucked so bad guys well okay so if you are uncomfortable it means you're growing right growth yes. is not easy it's uncomfortable and it's hard and it takes work and you know there's a lot of growing pains associated with that whether it's your relationships with people around you or you know your relationship with yourself but it there is nothing wrong with growing and changing and leveling up and trying to better yourself and I and actually I'm, never want to stop changing you know that's kind of what I feel very empowered about yeah you remind me of my sister my sister's always like going back to school for something always starting a new business always taking on something else and it's like she just she always says like oh I'm just on my next level I'm just leveling up reaching the next level you know just like Mario finishing levels on Mario save the princess what's next I love it. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so I'm going to tell you what made me happy this week because it was a total um, – it was kind of a – it was a weird moment. And it was kind of – I wasn't going to talk about it because it was a little uh, – you know I get real weird about talking about my book that I wrote. I'm really yeah. bad. Oh, my oh my God. Yeah. That post, by the way. Are we – okay, but sorry. Go. So yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really bad about talking about my book and that I wrote a book. And if you're interested, you can buy my book and, you know, 
at Kelsey's mm-hmm. Aesthetics and there's a link and I'm on Amazon, yada, yada, yada. I'm really bad at that. So I recently rejoined Facebook. Um, and part of it is because I have this class that I'm offering and, and I joined the esthetician groups and, and it's been pretty nice. And it's really nice to start with a new Facebook that like, I'm only letting people, I'm only being friends with people that I currently interact with. So there's no like high school weirdos, like none of that. And mm-hmm. so I'm in a lot of esthetician groups and I, there's always posts about, you know, I'm in school right now. What do you recommend? Or I'm a new esthetician. And I see this post of a girl saying she's new and what do people recommend for her? And another girl said, I'm new too. And this book was really helpful. And it was my book. And to I see know. people uh. I don't know. And so I looked up, this girl's in Ohio. I, I don't know this girl at all. And to see her recommend my book to another esthetician. And I was just like, Hey, that's my book. Thanks for supporting me. It was such a, um, it was such a crazy moment for me. Um, and so I just, um, it was a really proud moment for me as well. And that's really hard because I'm very like a humble person. Like I don't, I never talk about my book and like even some of my students today were like, you wrote a book, you didn't tell us. And I was like, well, that's (laughs) such a weird thing. I'm not going to throw that out into conversation. Like if I'm introducing myself, as an esthetician in some sort of situation, then yes, I'll mention it. But I don't throw that out into, um, you know, casual conversation. But to see that the purpose of my book was I have all of this knowledge, let me help you with it. And to see that someone did find it helpful and helpful enough that they would recommend it to another esthetician, it just feels like um, my ripples, my ripples, my wake Mm -hmm. have gotten bigger and bigger and I just can help more and more people. So that was a really exciting moment for me. Um, first off, congratulations. I just think that's the coolest thing ever. And I also think it's silly that you don't tell your students eventually that you have a book because that is the point. Like part of what you're so great at is you speak in such a clear, concise way and you organize your thoughts to make things so easy to understand. And that's exactly what your book does. Like, I love first off that your book is so thin and it's like a cute (laughs) little Bible of like skincare, which makes me feel like a cute little skincare witch. And like, it's almost like to your students, like, Hey, if you're at home and you can't remember like what to do, like just Mm -hmm. you, this is a book that I wrote. I'm literally there for you all the time. So I think that's great. And I just, okay. Another thing I just feel like all my queens are winning right now. I want to um, shout out my friend Ash. Um, her Instagram handle is Ash and Co. Mm-hmm. So she is in the top 25 on the Behind the Chair One Shot Awards. Right. I saw that. Awesome. Out of like 30,000 entries, dude. Like, so they had to call off the competition because of 2020. So then they allowed more people to enter. So this has been such a roller coaster ride for her because she had already gotten into a top category before. And then they added all of these new entries in and then she basically had to compete again. So she's in the top 25, go to the behind the chair one shot awards website and vote for her so that she can win this award and just make her life dream happen. <laughs> oh my God. I'm totally going to go do that right now. Congratulations, Ash. That's awesome. I'm really happy yes. for you. And, and she, and you, once you see her work, you're like, oh, I get it. She is a 
amazing. Like she does these updos that are out of control, like sexy, like Bardo type styles. Mm -hmm. They're just, uh, they're stunning. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats. I love seeing people who work really hard at something and they get the recognition they deserve. So congratulations, Ash. I agree. And Simone Biles. Yes. Oh, Simone. (laughs) We love you, girl. We love you. you. We support you. We love you. You don't have to carry the world on your shoulders. We love you no matter what you do. If you want to just- Honestly, I'm like bored even talking about if she's right or wrong. And I'm ready to just take down the institutions that do this to women. No, there's no wrong. (laughs) Listening to your inner self and following and listening to the voice inside of you that's saying, no, you you can't, you know, this isn't right for you is never wrong. It's never wrong. So right. You're so right. Yeah. We love you, Simone. We love you, Brittany. We love you, Paris Hilton. We love all of of our queens. We love you. All of our queens. All right, guys. (laughs) Let's just end it there. Let's get out of here. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been a really crazy all over the place episode. If you made it, but I've had fun. (laughs) We've had a lot of fun. Um, If you made it this far, maybe leave us a review, give us some stars, share us to your friend, send us a message on Instagram. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we really appreciate you guys. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.